podcast listeners. I'm Tosh. I'm MZ. I'm Hannah. And I'm Nick. And today we are here to discuss Castle in the Sky or a Laputa. How do they say it again? Lapita. Lapita. Or Lapita Castle in the Sky, as they call it in Europe and Australia, apparently. Mm-hmm. So let's talk. Wait. Okay, we'll start with the stunt casting again, I guess. So this is like the this is the Miyazaki. Yeah, Miyazaki makes films about like social uh, commentary about like saving the world. Nick makes commentary about stunt casting with Disney. <laughs> with um, Disney. Do you guys have any guesses who the voice of Pazu was? No. I, Why don't you tell us? I know who oh. it is. So I'm not gonna say anything. Oh. Pazu, the boy. Who is it? It is one James Vanderbeek. <laughs> Dawson, Dawson himself no. from Dawson's Creek. Are you serious? Yep. That's so crazy. Isn't that amazing? It's Legitimately, so nice. like I could. The minute I looked it up, I was like, "That's fucking Dawson." It's so funny because like it definitely is, but I would never have recognized it. No, he, he does a pretty good that. job of yeah, doing like, his own voice. Yeah, like it's not super in your face. Now, how about Cheetah? I have comments on this one too. After you, I know it as well. <laughs> Cheetah, any guesses, Hannah? No. I'm really bad at voice. This one was really easy if you were paying attention because her accent is all over the fucking place. It is Anna Paquin. Wait, really? It is Anna Paquin. Are you serious? Anna Paquin sounds. It is a young Anna Paquin. What's Anna Paquin in? Uh, True Blood and like everything else in the world. Oh, then the She was Rogue. She was Rogue in X-Men. I I feel like I'm very not familiar with it. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, her southern accent comes in like in a little bit of the movie and then disappears well, completely. Canada. What the fuck? She doesn't actually have a southern accent. So why? No, it's just the way she says certain words. Yeah, are kind of weird. And yeah. that's why I was like, when I was Strange. watching this, I haven't really watched Anna Paquin in anything where she's not either like doing her true blood accent mm-hmm. or not doing some kind of accent. And so I was like, well, is this her speaking? What is that accent? Because it doesn't sound regular Canadian. It doesn't yeah. even sound French Canadian. It sounds kind of Australian, but kind of not. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is she doing here? Yeah. Thinking. Strange. That's Very strange so... accent then. I thought she was from the South. That's why. Like, she's Canadian. That's even funnier. Yeah. All I right. just looked it up. I feel like my mind's like, a little blown. Australian? Sorry. Or? I just, I had a moment where I was like, what? So, <laughs> so those are our two main characters. So yeah. those are our two main voices, which are Anna oh, Paquin really and James Vanderbeek. Oh, they really were in these movies. Oh, it gets, it gets, no it gets so much better. Um, Especially if you're a voiceover nerd. Yeah. It's really good. Ca- yeah. Captain Dola, for anyone? Captain Dola? No, who, who, Nick? Captain Dola? Hannah? Hannah's not even know. paying attention. Cloris Leachman. Frau Blue Hair from Young Frankenstein. There's I that. Like, a lot of other stuff. There's like that. There's also anything. there's also Graham Graham from fucking uh, Beer Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Same lady. <laughs> She's in it. Holy shit. We're not done. Anything. There's the group of Captain Dola's children. Yeah. The pirates. Michael McShane is in it. Yeah. Who is um. He voices some Disney characters you'll know. Like, he has that gruffy voice. He, mm-hmm. uh, What's Max Max Goose friend's dad voices oh. him? Um, oh, yeah. He does have a recognizable. Second son. Ready for this one? I'm scared. Mandy Patinkin. Really? I love Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> Are you serious? No. Mandy yeah. motherfucking Patinkin no, is in this movie. Not real. Yes, it, it is. is real. It is real. What? It is real. And this is not even the crazy one. Third son, Andy Dick. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is happening right now? You are now me when I look at these Miyazaki what castings. What is happening right now? Yeah. How? I I feel like you're lying. No, I'm not. <laughs> Andy That's Dick. Really I saw that and yeah. I cracked the fuck up. The Andy what? Dick one is actually hilarious. That uh, Disney like approached Andy Dick. Like That's so good. So good. So Tress, Tress McNeil's back mm-hmm. doing her thing, just mm-hmm. ruining the movie and being like, hey, I'm from Futurama. You know me from Futurama. Wait, where? But oh, I'm in this movie. Who play? I'm looking at the cast list right now. Uh, Okami? Where is that? Oh. She's in it for okay, a very okay, little okay. amount of time. Okay, She's yeah. the wife who comes out with the pan mm-hmm. to yeah. be the dude. Yeah, to be the dude. And I think that. she played the... That's so uh, weird. Didn't she play Sheeta's grandma in the like one flashback Could too, be, I yeah. think? Yeah, yeah. So last but not least, our villain... <laughs> and if we're going with Disney stunt casting, 
our villain has to be one person and one person only. That's Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. It has to be Mark Hamill. It has to be. Mark Hamill makes everything better. It's everything better. Everything better. It's so good too because like in this movie he has moments of like yeah. his pre because this is pre Joker. Like yeah, he was yeah, a, yeah. And so like you'll you, there's a moment where he like laughs as a character and you're like, I can hear the Joker. I can yeah. hear it. It's in there. So good. Him as a villain is just like. But yes, spot on. This is your this is your stunt casting. God, it makes I can't deal with this anymore. We can't talk about this anymore. I need to like go. Oh my god! And shout out myself. Guys, I'm on the fandom page, and my mouse turns into a little. Yeah, it turns into a soot uh, gremlin. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the Studio Ghibli wiki page, or fan page. Um. Why did I not realize this? One of the other things. Oh, one one more thing about voiceover. Um, the voice of Jimmy Neutron is also in this. What the fuck? I didn't know that what? one. Yeah, I, see, because I don't. It's like Debbie Dayberry or something very cartoony. It's amazing. Debbie Dairyberry. Dairyberry, there it is. What a fucking Dola. what a fucking I name. Love Dola. Uh, that's Cloris Leachman. What else is she in? Oh, she's just uh, she's another little raunchy one. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah, she bud. Does. She Wait, does a she lot do? of old lady voices also, but yeah, yeah she, I. My favorite thing is Young oh, Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, I do recognize her. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to shout out. I'm not going to drop the name because pay us, but it could be a future because they do sponsor podcasts, podcasts, podcasts. And, um, and YouTube videos. So pay us for this shout out. But <laughs> shout out to my VPN provider. It could have been Express. It could have been uh, any other VU, NordVPN. <laughs> it could have been any of those. But um, shout out them because your boy got on Netflix and watch this one on Netflix. Yes. That UK Netflix. That UK Netflix is a special Netflix, let me tell you. Yes, ma'am. It's pretty amazing. It's so good. It's got Rick and Morty on there. And I know how to do VPN things. Ooh. Okay. I will I will I will show you I will show you the way. Yeah, you gotta help me. I was like trying to Google it and then pay for a VPN and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy this on Amazon and have it. It's fine. I would rather do that right now because it was already late last night and I was like, I'm not fucking with this right now. It's not time. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah, Yeah, it's about right. I mean March first, I think all the other Miyazaki's are on there, so we're good. Wait, Mm -hmm. can you just use UK Netflix just by getting a VPN on your phone? Yeah. Yeah. They just have no idea? Wow. Well, it's just like you just say you're in the it's UK. It's not and that it they the don't know they have an idea. It's more like they're like, "Are you in the UK?" And your VPN's like, "Yeah, I am, but you're not." Right. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. then, so then yeah, you can be like, "Not to do that to see other people's." Yeah. You can probably mm-hmm. book flights cheaper in certain countries. Ooh, I don't know about all that. Yeah, because based on your location, um, foreigners get like more expensive prices for flights sometimes if you're getting like Ryanair hop planes in the, in Europe. Hmm strange that will be worth checking out yeah but enough about the vpn that who's gonna pay us at some point god damn it um sponsor us i mean look you just got a fucking two minute free ad imagine if you're actually paying us no joke buy vpn life is happy now you have a song (laughs) (laughs) the title for me anytime i say it is in the reading rainbows uh like cadence Mm-hmm. castle in the sky like every yes. every single time yes. in my head it's in that cadence that every time and i'm just like okay what am i gonna i'm gonna go watch castle in the sky mm-hmm. like every fucking time yeah definitely shout out lavar burton <laughs> shout out always shout out to lavar burton <laughs> no matter what we're doing just shout out to just- Shout out, best boy. Shout out LeVar Burton. Mark Hamill, best boy. Shia LaBeouf, best boy. LeVar Burton, also best boy. (laughs) Izuku Midoriya, best boy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we're just listening best boy. (laughs) We're listing all the best boys. (laughs) All right, so listeners, what we're going to do is, like we often do with Miyazaki films, we are just going to go through and talk about the plot as we go through a plot synopsis, talk about any other random tangents, and they'll probably be super random (laughs) that come along. Um, and then we'll just kind of close up with a little conclusion about art or whatever else we feel needs to be addressed. So everything. Let's dive in. <laughs> Wait, yeah. guys, I just found some weird information that you guys are probably going to be like, we already knew that, but I didn't. Okay, uh, go ahead. Laputa apparently is from Gulliver's Travels. Oh. It's in that book. It's a flying island. Like, it's already a, before this movie. Like, they didn't yeah. invent it for this movie. It was in Gulliver's Travels as, like, a flying island. Oh. 
1726. Hannah, guess what? I haven't heard what? any of the Gulliver's Travels stories. I didn't know, stories. I didn't know that. I didn't know, I didn't know that. Guys, I never have facts no one knows. You win yes. today, Hannah. Yes, five nerd points. And you know what you get, Hannah? What? No, don't do it. If Hannah gets a DVD Holes. copy of Holes. No! <laughs> I yeah, legit yeah, thought yeah, you were about yeah, to start yeah. singing the whole song. I was going to cry. <laughs> if you guys need a reference for that, you need to go watch our Nausicaa <laughs> episode as well because we talk a lot about Holes a in that movie. Oh, so much. That should be our giveaway. Let's give away DVD copies of Holes <laughs> oh for fucking God. random ass reasons. I love it. All right, it. go with the plot before we get sidetracked. <laughs> okay. Yeah. An airship carrying Sheeta, a young orphan girl who has been abducted by government agent Muska, Mark Hamill, is attacked <laughs> by Captain Dola and her air pirate sons who are in search of Sheeta's small blue crystal pendant. In the resulting struggle, Sheeta falls from the airship, but her descent is slowed by a mysterious power within the amulet. Um, that made mine and Rock's hands sweat when she just fucking is head, like, nose diving to earth. I was like, oh my god. Ugh, I'm not even like Rock's really afraid of heights. I'm kind of afraid of heights. That ooh, I just in my head somehow I justified it where I was like, well, obviously when she went through a certain amount of altitude, she passed out, so she isn't experiencing any of this. Because if yeah. I had thought she was experiencing it, I would be like, couldn't watch. First of all, yeah. that little girl climbed out the window yeah. of an airship. Terrifying. I'm sorry, what? Right? <laughs> I was like, catch me. I'm yours now. Like you yeah. got me. Here's yeah. my amulet because I'm not getting out of no. an airship so like, I'm sorry that little girl's brave for me fuck. for me this was the same moment I had as an 11 year old watching the matrix when fucking Keanu steps out on that ledge at that building I was oh. like what the fuck are we doing get inside yeah, stop it why, why are we doing this they can capture you who cares people don't do that yeah that's no. not real fuck that no. fuck heights heights mm-hmm. is bullshit yeah fucking rough i'm big i'm big scared of heights actually this whole movie there's a lot of heights things and i was just the whole time i was like oh oh nope we'll get we'll give away the castle in the sky or (laughs) (laughs) might be about heights a little bit the fact that the entire thing's about airships yeah Yeah. airships um let's see where was i okay back to the plot she safely lands in a small mining town where she discovered by a brave young orphan boy named Pazu who takes her into his home to recover. Patsu tells, um, tells her of a mysterious floating island named Laputa, uh, Laputa, right? That's how they say it? Laputa. 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 Because Laputa. Laputa means like the whore or something in the bi- Spanish. The bitch. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to now we now we know why Andy Hero. Dick was in this movie. Right. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Shout out to Shield Hero. Shout out funny. to Shield Hero. The, oh, bitch. Yeah. the bitch. They were actually just commenting on Miyazaki's films. <laughs> Makes sense. Patsu tells her of a mysterious floating island named Laputa, which is visible in a picture taken by his father. Later, they are pursued by Dola's pirates and then by Muska's soldiers. Eventually, the two fall into an abandoned mine where they encounter the local eccentric Uncle Palm, I love him. We're going to I love him. Who informs them that Sheeta's amulet is made of volucite crystal or ethereum in the American release. I was about to say volucite. I do not remember that word. Yeah. Ethereum in the American release. A material used to keep Lapida and the other flying cities aloft. One, I don't remember him mentioning other flying cities. Now I want to know about those two. Well, you know, the sequels. This is this is Hollywood after all. That's true. Um, <laughs> but I will say, like, the beginning of this movie, I very much was like, Who's the good guys? Who's the bad guys? Just uh, because everyone's shooting, and I don't know. Yeah. All I know is I'm on team girl. Like, yeah. a, like I don't know if pirates are cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if men inside are cool. I'm just like, all right, well, we're falling to the ground now. And then we meet mm-hmm. JVB, and I'm like, okay. I'm on team JVB. <laughs> yeah, I'm 100% on team Always. JVB. <laughs> like, uh, and then I was like, okay. And his dad is awesome, too. Like, that yeah. whole scene when we first meet them is... Or his uh, boss, because he's an Oh, is his boy. boss? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. See, I saw... The I... Mi- you mean the mining yeah, yeah, yeah. dude? That, yeah, that's his boss. Oh, I felt more of like a dad. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he's a sad, <laughs> he's a sad, sad little orphan working in the mine. Um... It's really sad. But... His story is really sad, actually. He's so strong. He caught her out of the middle of the air. Oh, I have comments on that oh, sorry, sorry continue ahead. and then continue. i'm gonna comment on that as well. yeah but i just loved meeting them and they're like they're well it kind of shits on my point a little bit because i felt more dad son energy but like those two working together was so like mm-hmm. cool like, he's like ah fuck go go do that and he's like oh okay and like they're like just jumping around doing mm-hmm. their whole thing 
Yeah, it was cool. I feel like his boss and his boss's wife, it does seem like they kind of took over the role of, like, taking care of him. Yeah, that's what I felt, at least, for me. Like, he lived by himself, but I think they took care of him. Like, a really cute moment where the miner's wife is a... He's like, I'm going to go out. The little boy's like, I'm going to go out and fight. And she's like, but then who's going to take care of your friend? And they didn't actually know that he legit was going to have to take care of her. But that was really cute. They're like, Mm -hmm. little, you're just like, because a lot of time in the beginning you see him and you're like, oh, this is child labor. Like, what's going on? He's having to do all this hard stuff. But they actually really care about him and are like trying to Mm -hmm. take care of him. Take care of him. It was cute. Uh, My comment was also that like when he's like, kind of holding her because she's being held by the crystal and then when her dead weight goes i was like damn good for that young kid because we both would have fell into that pit like 100 oh, yeah. oh, yeah. into the abyss. i would not have caught her dead no. weight all of a sudden and he's like hanging over the he's thing. a minor he's got strong arms yeah you know a little 11 year old boy jvb strong man i think i just haven't seen a lot of mines but as soon as i see anything that looks like that i'm like oh no it's uh, that scene from Lord of the Rings where the white <laughs> wizard is, kill- is oh, bringing out all fuck. of the orcs. Yeah. I immediately just assume orcs are going to come out. <laughs> I would okay. watch that Castle yeah. in the Sky movie. Yeah, I, like, different, twist, different I, movie. I would I would not hate that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not opposed. I would not hate an, an anime style Lord of the Rings. Oh, my fucking oh, God. They could, yeah. leave, they could put delicious. everything back in that they took out. Yeah. Yeah. It would go on for years. I mean, did you ever watch the really old school animated Lord of the Rings? They had the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. I haven't Mm -hmm. seen the Lord of the Rings. (gasps) What? It's in. It's good. I've probably seen the animated version (laughs) of the Hobbit at least six hundred times. Yeah, they have. I'm surprised you watched and listened to things like this and read things like this when you were a child, Hannah, and didn't turn out nerdier. I just didn't have the access. Um, like I said, like we didn't really have cable when I was little. Mm -hmm. We didn't really like. Like, we went to the library. So, like, whatever books were at the library that were in the kids' section, like, that's what I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. And I was only exposed to Lord of the Rings because it's, like, my dad's favorite thing mm-hmm. ever. But mm-hmm. true. Fair point. It's just, it's funny that that's, like, the one thing you're like, yes! And I'm just like, there's so many <laughs> things li- like that. <laughs> I'm a little surprised, too, because that, like, you and I had a very similar upbringing with that stuff. So, how did you not turn out? Like, I turned out nerdier, and I had, like, I love fantasy shit, and you seem to like Oh, I love fantasy that. shit, just, like, in that closet in my brain over there. Yeah. It's funny you just yeah. don't like anime as much, because it's just, like, a louder, brighter fantasy. Let thing. your nerd flag fly. <laughs> just let it out. Just be the nerd who you were always meant to be. They did a really good job. I mean, Miyazaki always does a good job. They did a really good job of making you very, very quickly care about both Patsu and mm-hmm. Sheeta, like, immediately. You're both like, oh, look how cute they are together. Mm-hmm. And you see his little life, his little orphan life, and he's so positive, even though he's a sad industrial revolution orphan. Yeah, he right? has his own house. Yeah. Yeah, he's living that life. And he's so nice. Like, he just does everything for her and is super, yeah. There, I loved the character building. It was, like, very quick character building because it was already unusual for his type of movie. We start with the conflict off the bat. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting because I was like, Do oh, wow. Though? Is that really the conflict or is that just world building? It's world building. I get, okay. It's world building. It's, the, it's, it's act one building. still. There's yeah. no but, like. But it's conflict in the sense that like you don't get the time where you're just like, oh, they're hanging out. Like the whole time it is like adrenaline, like they're being chased. It starts quick, I would say, yes. But it's more, I never thought, I mean, and maybe it's because I'm like, oh, there's still an excuse me, an hour and 30 minutes left in this movie. True. But, like, I never was like, she's going to get captured. It's going to be the end of the movie. So I'm like... I feel like you I were guess... world-building the bad guys. Yeah. It was just background on the bad guys. Yeah, you know what I mean? that's what I mean. It was different from, like, say, uh, Totoro or, like, um, Spirited Away, where it's like you're just getting introduced to them and there's not really any high-stakes things happening at the that's beginning. True. That's true. Well, this is also the first movie he ever made. So, is it? Yeah. Is it before? Castle in the Sky? Nostra? Yeah. Castle in wow. the Sky is the first one I looked. Well, I liked it. It was cool. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Tintin, if you guys have ever read oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I love Tintin. I did enjoy it. Um, can we talk about Uncle Palm and the caverns and the mine and mm-hmm. everything? I love mm-hmm. him. Uncle Palm is kind of your ridiculous uncle yeah. that has stupid amounts of knowledge and is like, yeah, I know about that. You're like, yeah. why do you know about that? Mm-hmm. It's like, because I know. And you're like, what the fuck is going on in this? What is mind. going on in this guy's head? Oh yeah, he's an 
With yeah. <laughs> they very first show him before he like walks into the light, you just see him in the back. They make his eyes kind of glow like blue, and he looks terrifying. I was like, that would be for you know, Patsu knows him. I'm sure Shida was like, what the fuck is about to happen? Well, because right. he's very blind. In. He's like yeah. a little bit blind. Yeah, from being down there. So, so he's long. got those like the the shimmer like when dogs go blind. You know, yeah. I was like mm-hmm. ooh. Who cataracts. 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 No, it's always so anything. sad. It's always it's so, so sad when that happens. Yeah. But speaking of like the mines and everything, this is a very interesting world. It's very similar to Nausicaa, but it definitely has that like industrial revolution feel. You know, yeah, what it's I mean? got kind of a steampunky, interesting, yeah. different planet kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah. it's weird because I was like, oh, they're very similar. But then when I'm actually thinking about it and looking at the characters and like the plot and the world. They're completely different. They just have a similar, like, very slight similar vibe. And they, well, they have the same, like, costumes. They have mm-hmm. almost the exact same airships. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that is really, really similar. They still, like, I felt like the art in this one, even more than Nausicaa, was very inspired by medieval art. Mm-hmm. And that, so they have some little pulls, but it is more steampunky, industrial revolution style than medieval but they still have the medieval but then it's Mm -hmm. still futuristic it's so odd yeah it's its own thing my feeling on this is that to go from because the separation between this and Nazca aren't very many years yeah Mm -hmm. to go from industrial revolution of like mining and coal mining and finding all this stuff to like environmentalism very quickly my headcanon on this is that this world is what led to Nazca. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like more of a direct sequel Ooh. versus like... That is interesting. Because, like you said, the design language for a lot of this is exactly the same. Like, yeah. Uh, when it comes to the airships, when it comes to the clothing, like a lot of it, even the mustaches, very much the same. Mustaches. So, um, at least in my head, that's where it goes. Is I have similar headcanon. And we'll have to discuss. Okay. That would make sense. Yeah. Because yeah. there are so many things that are similar in the design sense. Yeah. But the, but the, but yeah, the plot and the way people go about things and the way that the people view their world and everything is so different that that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So what are your, what are your, what are your head? Oh yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just no, you're good. Like, what are you? To add to no. It. I, I have that. And it's funny. Cause I was like, are these the same? I feel like this came after. And I found some people online who agree with us. And this is kind of what I was thinking is like this, because in this movie, fast forward to later, just a brief thing, Muska talks about how the weapon on Lapida was the fires of Sodom and Gaborah. Mm-hmm. So it's like he mentions that. So it's like this is our world way in the future after a partial societal collapse. So they're just like re-reaching the point of like industrial revolution, repollute the world, which we've already destroyed. So it's already half dilapidated. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get Nausicaa thousands of years after that, after they have a complete apocalypse from global warming. And if I was like, interesting. Of the island that's floating in the sky and just torches the whole planet. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be that well, they get... the seven days of fire, like yeah. one of the other flying cities and something. Yeah. Yeah, it could be that someone gets control because at the very end of this movie, I mean, that shit's still there. So. Mm-hmm. And the the big humanoid robots in Nausicaa that were like the giants that caused the seven, they look so much like the Guardians. People are like, yeah, it's the same technology. Blah blah blah. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it I makes like perfect this. sense. I like yeah. this. It's perfect sense. All right, yeah. done. We did it. We, we did it. We've figured adopted it out. That. All right, end of the episode. Perfect. <laughs> Officially canon now. Moving on. Done. Add it to the fan page with the yeah. with the thing on it. That's why a lot of people think that like all Miyazaki things are all in the same universe, and I guess they could be if this is supposed to be like way far in the future. But I like to think he has multiple little universes, and he's just like an omni uh, omniscient giant over all of them like this is one universe spirited away in totoro or in another universe mm-hmm. the same one so you're saying the depressing ones are in their own universe the fun ones are in their own universe <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have to cross pollinate the depressing <laughs> and the in the fun i mean I, I, do, I do feel like when you really do look at like the body of work though mm-hmm. it does feel like there's this umbrella who i mean we know it's Miyazaki. you know like yeah it's from his mind of course it's going to be an umbrella of like different things that are all the same but it does it's nice having a series of things that c- 
could be in the same universe because yeah. it makes you look for it and yeah. you want to find the easter eggs you want to yeah. find the things that are the same like when i saw the little animal um her little the little mm. fox the little the fox squirrel yeah i was yeah. like oh, hey Oh, yeah, exactly. Hey, I hey, hey, I get that reference. Yeah. Like, you legitimately, you're Captain America in these, where it's like, I understood that reference. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm part of this world, too. Mm-hmm. I get it. Because as exactly. soon as I saw the pirate outfits, like what they were mm-hmm. wearing in the very first scene, I was like, I even turned to Rock. I was like, is this supposed to take place? Like, are these linked, Nausicaa, in this? I don't mm-hmm. know why I asked him. I know more about Miyazaki than he than him. <laughs> but, uh but yeah, but then when the fox girl is like, oh, it's not even subtle. It's just. It just is. It just is. It just yeah. is. Um, Got it. Yeah. So I really actually enjoyed um, a little bit of a comparison because we watched Castle in the Sky and Nausicaa around the same time. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this one because I felt like in Nausicaa, I didn't really get a backstory on who the other countries were yeah. or the other villains. And in this one, I really got to know the villains and some of them become not villains and it's you get more of a backstory on that. And I. I it made me more involved in the whole world. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I feel like Nausicaa, a lot of it is they try and make you feel as though the poisonous forest is, like, the main villain. Even though there are, like, other humans, it's still, mm-hmm. like, the world is destroyed. But this one, it's, like, people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is a little different. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, there's people to, like, learn about. Where, mm-hmm. like you said, Nazca, it's more like the environment. Like, you can't mm-hmm. learn about a bug. Well, and, like, they had a clash of the different countries and stuff but maybe i just wasn't paying attention or, or watching it well enough but i was confused about who they were or which one was which they don't touch on it enough yeah. i would say the most you're gonna get on nasca when it comes to like villain wise is like uma thurman's character but yeah. like this it goes For, so yeah. much more in depth and there's yeah, still right. it's in the middle of like conflict it's not like someone stopped and was like this is who it is but it's like in the middle of conflict they have different very distinct different costumes yeah. and they just do a good well, personality i mean i'm dynamics. not gonna lie like uh, like i said before like i don't know i didn't know until probably about halfway through the movie who's on what side mm-hmm. like i didn't well, know yeah, the pirates know were good were. i didn't know who was like on the good team all i knew mm-hmm. was sheeta and jvb were like the good people and I, I agree with that i didn't know because it flips and i think that's kind of part of it is like you yeah. don't know who's gonna bad but i just mean compared to other that other film or other things i liked that i at least knew who all the characters was like i wasn't confused at all i was like i'm very clear that there's like these different groups and they're all trying to do different stuff but i don't know what yeah i agree because i mentioned this in the nauska episode too but they the conflict of the people is enough that they touch on it a lot and i know it's because kushana or whatever is doing that and that's why she steals it and that's why Mm -hmm. the big conflict happens but they touch on it enough that it feels like you should know about it but they never explain anything you never have an idea and you're like okay i guess Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna watch it whereas this like everything was very grounded you knew exactly what was happening why it was happening when it was happening what caused it all Mm -hmm. of that and that's interesting because wasn't this one was made before nausicaa yep first movie yeah so i wonder well i guess you were just going with a different direction for that but yeah i think that's just kind of that one was supposed to be um like we said in that episode is more More like yeah humans constantly have these conflicts but it doesn't matter in the larger picture Mm -hmm. i think that was his point yeah definitely well and nausicaa too you do get to know the bugs you know Mm -hmm. through her you Mm -hmm. know like her like seeing them scavenging you know helping you calming them that sort of thing which is kind of what you see in this with the people Mm -hmm. you get to know them upon leaving the mines shita tells patsu that her full name is lucida toel u lapida they are then captured by muska and taken to the fortress of titus where patsu is imprisoned in a dungeon tower while shita is imprisoned in a more lavish room Muska shows Sheeta a dormant Laputan robot and reveals his knowledge of her secret name, which he interprets to be that of the Laputan royal line, and Sheeta cries. Muska then threatens Patsu's life to obtain Sheeta's cooperation. For his own safety, Sheeta orders Patsu to leave, and Muska offers him money to leave and forget about Laputa, and Sheeta starts crying. A distraught Patsu returns home where he is ambushed by Dola and her sons. After hearing Patsu out, they prepare to intercept and capture the crystal, allowing Patsu to join them. As preparations proceed, Shida recites an apotropaic verse. Ooh, that's a good word. Apotropaic verse and unexpectedly activates the amulet and the robot, which follows Shita, destroying the fortress along the way until it is overcome by the military's airship Goliath. Patsu arrives and rescues Shita, but Muska obtains the amulet. The pirates, accompanied by Patsu and Shita, return to the airship Tiger Moth. Let's 
it ke- this paragraph keeps going, but I feel like we should yeah, talk about the huge right thing. Yeah, there's a lot of things that happen right there. Yeah. Um, the I loved the robot. I was so sad when he got mm-hmm. officially destroyed. But at the end, I was like, no. And she kept, like, running away from him. I'm like, he's mm-hmm. obviously trying to protect you. Like, I know at first it was probably scary, but, like, yeah. she kept being too fearful of him for too long i was, was like so cute when he picks her up and is like shielding her i was like oh i know mm-hmm. the big baby mm-hmm. <laughs> well i also like the the scene between dola and patsu where mm-hmm. she's like really like encouraging him being like use your head like think about what just happened like yeah. did she really want that like what you know it's just kind of like one of those mother son moment there which is nice because dola really is the mother to everyone in this entire show like she's yeah. just like let me help every single human i meet <laughs> Um, but I thought that was cute just because he is an orphan. Yeah. And he needed that. He needed a grown-up to be like, okay, kid, let me help you. <laughs> yeah, he's just a little boy. Mm-hmm. And welcome to our antagonist protagonist because this is when it gets introduced. Because mm-hmm. until then, you're like, Mark Hamill seems like a decent guy. He's Luke, yeah. he's Luke Skywalker, after all. Yeah. But no, he's also the fucking Joker. So yeah, yeah. he's the evil one here. He's the villain. And it's like, God sure. damn it. Okay. Mm-hmm. He makes a good creepy secret agent because i feel like so many of his villains that he plays in all cartoons because i watch a lot of cartoons where mark hamill plays a villain mm-hmm. he's like a loud crazy wild like he's like a joker type of yeah, he's over like the something top. loud and over the top this one was a very good like sneaky villain i yeah. guess you know yeah he was subdued like yeah. subdued a little Real too slick. slick yeah um and th- just the whole also when the fortress was like getting destroyed mm-hmm. and everything was on fire just that was just a great action scene for like such a i mean kids type movie you know the robot I mean? can do a lot of damage yeah like a lot like there's a reason they are hunting for this island like mm-hmm. that technology is on point yeah definitely uh it's that was another making my hand sweat moment though too when also when um they were they finally Patsu was on the back of Dola's little flying thing, and mm-hmm. he was underneath with his legs hooked to it, and she mm-hmm. had to jump and grab his torso, yeah. and she just had to jump off the thing. I was like, oh. oh I <laughs> love that. Terrifying. I thought that was, like, so creative. Oh, it was good. Was it fantastic. just made my hands sweat. Yeah. Like, all the fire and, like, lava and everything everywhere. Oh. Yeah. No, actually, I saw, um, when I was Googling this to look at more stuff, someone actually made a miniature version of the little flying machine that the pirates what? use the little thing you can oh, glue it's like cute. barbie sized basically and it like actually flies what? it's really cool that's i'm gonna so find the video cool. it's that's awesome cool. yeah so if you youtube that everyone found fun facts hmm? the correct romanization of Sheeta's name is actually Shitta, but for obvious reasons did disney change the name Sheeta. Sheeta. yeah, yeah that sense. that makes sense makes sense that's probably needed <laughs> Oh, one more comment. Rock and I were laughing at how everything the military had was camo, even the whole base, even though they yeah. were like, there's no reason for a base to be camo. It's hilarious. That's so funny. I appreciated it because it made it less confusing for me. Yep. We knew it was the <laughs> <Yeah>. military. <laughs> uh, also, fun fact. <laughs> what the fuck? Mark Hamill based his performance, which it's actually really well, like really well done. Mark Hamill based his performance of Colonel Muska on David Hyde Pierce. What? AKA Frasier. That's incredible. What? That's funny. Oh. It does kind of oh, look yeah. like that. Yeah, it actually like does like yeah. it, there's a whole thing there. That's funny. That's I like so that. Funny. At one okay, other team. look at this. <gasps> it's so cute. Oh my God, it is a oh, real shit. Listeners will post right? this on our story the day yeah, we release this. Like oh, it's so cute. I want one. We forgot one big voice actor that we didn't talk about. I mean, you have to be a voice actor nerd. But Jim Cummings is the general. Winnie the Pooh is the general, you guys. <gasps> really? What? Yeah. The Tasmanian devil himself. The wow. Winnie the Pooh himself. The Tigger himself. Yeah. Jim Cummings has literally done yeah. everything. Tigger Tigger comes out like in his voice very much, like mm-hmm. in his normal speaking mm-hmm. voice. Mm-hmm. So you can hear it in the movie if you really if you rewatch it. I would you'll have be like, to rewatch it. For that there's one. there's Tigger. That's cool. I didn't That's my tiger that. right there. That's, That's my cute. guy. Jim Cummings is one of those people that once you recognize his voice, you're like, oh my god, he's literally in fucking everything. Yeah. Yeah, he's 551 IMDb actor credits. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He's the one who does Pete as well. Hmm. Max Goofs, friends, dad. Oh, okay. Sorry, back plot. So 
So the pirates, accompanied by Patsu and Sheeta, return to their airship Tiger Moth. They pursue the Goliath, which is following directions indicated by Sheeta's amulet to locate Laputa. Both airships arrive at Laputa on the following day, with the Tiger Moth having been shot down by Goliath. The two children, separated from Dola's pirates, land on Laputa and discover the city to be ruined and overgrown. Uh, I love this whole scene when they're like when it's just Sheeta and um, Patsu and they're like walking and they see the garden and they see the cute robot that takes yeah. care of all the animals and things. So that was cute. really cute. And the I love that they're flowers. like, oh, it's underwater and they're like discovering the ruins. Mm-hmm. That was so neat. It was not what I was expecting, so yeah. it was cool. I understand why, like spoilers, but we're going to be spoiling it. We're mm-hmm. literally explaining the entire plot, but I get why they like kind of had to destroy Laputa as it was and like how mm-hmm. humans can't be trusted with that kind of thing, but yeah. I want to live on Laputa. It's so pretty. So pretty. Yeah. Like, but it was cool because I was totally expecting like a modern world with people living on it, and yeah. then for that to be it, I was like, oh, nice twist. Yeah. Hmm. That's a nice twist. Absolutely. I was also expecting there to be people there when I yeah, first Yeah, definitely. It. Well, I think because one of my favorite movies as a kid was uh, Atlantis. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting that. Like they were going to go into some secret water chamber and then you'd be in the actual city. Yeah. But that mm-hmm. was, there was no city. Yeah. Atlantis, underrated Disney movie. Totally underrated. That was yeah. a Underrated. Movie. I wonder Such if they movie. got some of their inspiration from this. Atlantis? Yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah, I'd say. I can see, I can that. see that. I yeah. love that movie, too. I can definitely see that. Because, I mean, the whole Lost City type. But, yeah, yeah. I, I can mm-hmm. see it. But that is an old trope, so yeah. there's yeah. that. There is one major issue I had with the part. Because I like seeing, like, the pirate's life on the airship and all mm-hmm. that. Um, the fact that all of her grown-ass sons, quote-unquote, are literally not at all pretending not to be in love with an 11 year old girl love like hard in love Patsu and Sheeta are not like oh they could be 17 no they're 11 it Mm -hmm. says they're 11 Mm -hmm. that's weird that was yeah because he looks so young so obviously they're supposed to be same ages that is weird Mm -hmm. because you would never want like an older woman to be like looking at him yeah why is it okay for it to be the other way yeah I mean, I it's think nasty. he even says I'm 11 or his boss does or something. Like, they're children. Yeah, they're That's very weird. young. They're also extremely short compared to those men. So yeah. it makes it even more obvious. Yeah. Well, I I actually kind of missed that because in my head, I was still thinking that they were just doofy boys going off of what their mom said, where she's like, you need to be with a girl like that. And they were like, oh, okay, we're going to do that now. And I didn't think about the factor of them making their own independent decision to be creepy. And, well, yeah. And Grown even then, it's like, oh, they're kids, though, still. Because yeah. they said when, yeah, because she's like, when you go to find your woman, you need to find a grown woman like that. And I was like, she knows a child. Yeah. yeah that is weird. Implying. No. I was also telling Rock, I was like, it's obvious that they're kids and not even like teenagers they're definitely still kids because even though they have these like really cutesy moments where you can tell they love being together there's no sexual tension whatsoever it is just cute romantic like crush type stuff i was yeah. like they're not 13 they haven't hit puberty they don't have no, those feelings yet it's, yeah before it's that very innocent and precious yeah. So you wish anyone else noticed the mustache on Dola's husband? Yeah. Looks like the boiler man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what it was. I was like, why do I recognize that character? Yeah, I was like, oh, look at him. It looked a lot like him, yeah. too. With this, yeah, his with, glasses. Yeah, the whole face. Like, is that before spot. his afterlife as a boiler man? Mm-hmm. Maybe. That's it. <laughs> there you go. It was... um Reincarnated. I like that. I like also... You know, just the pirates are like, yep, okay, we're adopting these people. And it fits because it's like him, mm-hmm. the mom and dad pop or whatever. Yeah. And then you kind of see how they've gotten just this team of boys that she calls her son. Because she just immediately adopted both of those children. Oh, yeah. She did not care at all. She's like, great, you're a pirate now. Let's and go. Patsu helps in. And he's like, I can reach it. And he's like, oh, you're very good at that. Like, just immediately. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Cute. These are our new. These are our children these now. These are our new children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is funny. I'd go live on their ship. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that too. whole scene where she's listening into them talking, I was like, this is so adorable. So oh, cute. yeah, that was cute. Yeah. And she wasn't even, like, listening, like, oh, you know spells? Like, I'm going to use you. She was just like, oh, good, they're being cute. I'm going to sleep. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Dola's pirates are captured, and Muska's soldiers plunder the city's treasures. Upon gaining entrance to the city's central sphere, a vast repository for all Laputa's scientific knowledge, Muska captures Sheeta and his agents Oprah. Open fire upon Patsu, who escapes and frees the pirates. 
In the center of Lapida, which contains the immense volucite or ethereum, depending on which version you watch, crystal, keeping the city aloft, Muska identifies himself as Ramuska Paula Ul Lapida, another member of Lapida's royal line, and uses Sheeta's crystal to access the advanced Laputan technology. He betrays his own soldiers and destroys the Goliath by unleashing Lapida's weapons of mass destruction. During the mayhem, the horrified Sheeta retrieves the crystal amulet and flees, but Muska, uh, Muska pursues her. Hearing Patsu's voice, Sheeta gives the amulet to him through a gap in the wall and is cornered by Muska in Lapida's throne room. When he just fucking sky-vaulted them all out, I was like, holy fuck. I didn't mm-hmm. expect that. I did not expect that either. Also, why did he need her if he was royalty this whole time? Couldn't he have just done this himself? Because he needed the crystal to find the place. He but didn't once know where he it was. had the crystal, why did he even like detain her? He didn't really need like mm-hmm. her. I think it was more of like... He, he was didn't trying know the to spell either. Yeah, uh, I think it yeah. was kind of like for me at least. He was preying on the fact that like they were relatives at some point, or royalty mm-hmm. at some point. Like, hey, this is our rightful home. Like we should live here. Mm-hmm. Type yeah. deal. He was like, we're yeah. a team now. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> She's like, nah, you're a shitty person. Fuck you. I yeah. also kind of took because he's like, that's not how you talk to a king. We're superior to yeah. you. So like, I think it was in his mind, like, well, you're part of me, so you're still superior to them, you know? Yeah, definitely. Hmm. That's what I was thinking anyway. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah. see that. He also didn't know the spell. You're right. That was a big thing. Yeah. So he didn't know how to activate any any of the powers of mm-hmm. it. Um, anything else for this one before? Because out the next paragraph is pretty much the end of it so yeah, things like, read all the way to the end yeah things get real intense real fast yeah i loved how they had all the plants in there mm-hmm. like their technology room you didn't go in and it was a bunch of like computer screens it was like stones with written stuff on it in a natural environment that was cool well it's because it's overgrown and abandoned is why all that was going on oh i yeah. thought it was a choice no yeah. no no <laughs> It was, it was overgrown, yeah. and abandoned. I mean, it was magical technology. Like there yeah. was no like computer screens or anything. But yeah, it's like all the fields and stuff were just because it was overgrown. Yeah, got it. It's pretty though. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> um, Hannah, Hannah looks at a picture of like dystopian, like when people are like, "Here's what I think New York would look like if like the Earth took back over," and mm-hmm. Hannah would be like. That's pretty. We should do that. Let's, yeah, let's, let's we do that. Do that. Let's, let's do that. Do a meeting in the field. It's fine. Just let the weeds go. Yeah. Just fuck it. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll figure itself out. It's good. And before I leave the last paragraph, one more, um, one more addition to things that made Natasha's hands sweat during this movie is when he jumped onto the pillar and it kept falling apart as he was oh, climbing. God. Oh, that was really that one bad. was terrifying. Yeah. You're right. I was that having, one made my hand sweaty too. Yeah, I was having flashbacks of playing Mario sixty four all the time. So he has to like hang on poles at the like on on a lot of the city or Luke Skywalker in Cloud City. Oh, all of it. I was God. like, oh no, that's oh. terrifying. Yeah. I hate that part. Yeah, yeah. No. the Mario sixty four one don't get. <laughs> you don't get. You don't remember all the cloud things like. No, that? no, 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 no. I do. I just don't get the the stress behind it. Oh well, no. It's just like those stressful situations as a kid you're like i can't fall in the sky i can't fall in the sky all right all right, <laughs> all right. you're like i almost got this last star god damn it <laughs> the star is right there i can see it son of a bitch is mocking me <laughs> exactly during her confrontation with muska Sheeta explains that the people of lapita left the castle because they realized that man was meant to live on earth and not in the sky muska refuses her arguments shoots off her braids and threatens He's a real good shot. By the right? way. I was that like, was crazy. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. damn, Muska. Uh, Muska refuses her arguments, shoots off her braids, and threatens to kill her unless the crystal amulet is given to him. Patsu requests to be allowed to talk with Shida. Muska grants them one minute. Three in the original Japanese version. Thank you for teaching us things. Shida and Patsu recite a spell of destruction, which causes the castle to disintegrate, causing Muska to fall to his death. After surviving the collapse, Patsu and Shida reunite with Dola and her pirates and leave Laputa behind. When they part with the pirates, Patsu flies Shida home as he had promised her to start a new life together. Aww. And then during the end credits, the remnants of Laputa float in orbit, maintained by the volucite or ethereum crystal embedded in the roots of the central tree. It's Which like, I, oh, it's a space tree now. I actually yeah. watched that all the way to the very end because I was like, oh, it's cool. Where's it going? Yeah. <laughs> Space. The originator of the after credit scene. 
Mm-hmm. Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marvel who? <laughs> Marvel who? No, but this whole this whole situation is like you said, like Luska is kind of a fucking dick, yeah. like a real big one. Um, it's kind of wild to me too how how this whole thing it becomes so intense so quick. It's like I'll give you one minute. Now I'm shooting off your fucking hair, yeah. like both mm-hmm. the, both sides of your head too. Like it's like holy shit. Yeah, it goes to level ten real fast. Yeah. I just wonder where he went, like, after... I wish that I could see, like, a story of Lapida. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, where did he grow up? Because she was on this cute little farm, like, learning about nature, and he's a crazy person. Yeah. And it's funny, because, like, her family had passed down more stuff to her, mm-hmm. but then he knew more about it just from, like, studying it, and archaeologically, yeah. it seems. Like, I, yeah, that would be an interesting backstory of, like, what happened to the... Laputian royal line. He reminded me of the guy in Indiana Jones that gets the the burn mark on his hand. Oh yeah, the Nazi. Yeah, I forgot. Like I must find the ancient world. Yeah, (laughs) crazy. Yeah, it is interesting when you really think about it. Like, how how did he know so much? Yeah, you know what I mean. Was it just learning from other people, or like what did his family tell him, and why didn't he know the spells? And guess what. You'll never know. I know. Maybe his family is the reason they're not on Lapida anymore, and her family are the ones that were like, we're leaving. This is destructive. Get out. We're yeah. taking the crystals with us. Maybe. It'd be interesting. When I, want, I want another movie. I do, too. <laughs> uh, see, I don't know. I don't know if I need another movie of this, to be honest. I I think it's fine how it is. It's one of those things when you... And, and Hollywood has gotten to the point where it's like, we don't care what you think, Nick. Fuck yourself. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but it's gotten to the point with a lot of this, like, if you need a sequel, do it. If you don't, mm, the likelihood yeah. is I don't need it either. Yeah. Like, There's been too many sequels and remakes, though. I we've like we've talked we've talked off recording, like, about Watchmen. And mm-hmm. it's like Watchmen season one, I think. As close as you're going to get to something that's perfect, at least in my opinion. And so to be like, we're gonna get season two and then fucking ruin it i'd be yeah. like come on come on like you don't need to ruin this movie by getting a sequel and be like we explained all the things so there's no nuance anymore yeah, yeah see, and you're like fuck watchmen i do, i want a sequel for other reasons besides the story mm. like i think it's a great show that really like shows things that haven't been shown on television before mm-hmm. like with black wall street and like just different characters and the way people interact and stuff that's why i want another season of watchmen not because i think the story has to be continued yeah you know what I mean? and there's a difference there it's yeah like more of a cultural thing I yeah think would be great. Sure. i agree with that i would read a bunch of fanfic about lapita maybe that's what we need hannah yeah i just need like a book beforehand that tells me what happened to all the people and why the the monsters are actually really nice and take care of birds. When you guys yes, were kids, uh, did you ever have those like big kind of art books that like look as if they're um, like encyclopedic or they look like they're like yes. a uh, scientific journal but about fantasy shit? I want that about Laputa. I think that's what yeah. I want. My favorite one was my Star Wars one. Yeah. They are known as uh, visual dictionaries. That's what Thank I you very much. Mm-hmm. And I have, I, had so many of them. I think I still have in storage at my parents' storage, like every single one from every Star Wars movie, like ever. Because it describes so much, like every little minute detail, like in episode two, Attack of the Clones, just get off sidetrack a little bit. That little dart that gets shot into the, the mm-hmm. thing. It talks about how the metal on there is um, the same metal that Mandalorians use. And that's how Dex was able to be like, oh, I know where this is from. Yeah, so it's like shit like that. You're yeah. like, oh, cool. I used so many tie-ins. Yeah. <laughs> I used to just have a bunch of random ones that were like about gnomes and fairies and fantasy worlds and all those. Yes. I had one on uh, Dinotopia. Yes, I that love Dinotopia. That one was so good. Yeah. I was obsessed with that. Yeah, same. Yeah, it was amazing. Can we talk about where this sets up to um, Miyazaki as a whole? Being his first movie, like it's to to start out with this is kind of it, it's at least in my mind it's one of the better beginnings to someone's career mm-hmm. because um you can have like hits and misses here and there but 
hit after hit after hit after hit, it's it's kind of insane what Miyazaki's done, mm-hmm. at least in my mind. Well, and I think a lot of it is just the subject matter. You know, if you're commenting on humanity, you know, in a very, like, serious way, but making it so children and adults can watch it, like, if you can do that, like, yeah, you're going to have hits because that's not something that everyone can do and write a story that's, like, easy to watch and hard to watch at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, that's why he's magic. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree to some to some degree because mm-hmm. you still gotta you can relate to the human experience as much as you want, but you still gotta put down on paper. Yeah. So he is one of the more special voices out there, mm-hmm. and that's why it does bum me out that he's like, I stopped doing movies. Which now it's nice that he's like, I'm coming back to do movies. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to. He's see, like, the world needs me. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to see what the future holds for him. And holds for, like, his movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because his content was so on point then. And now it's like... I'd love to know what he has Ooh. to say now. And there's a, there's a renaissance in, in Asian filmmaking. Like, there really is. From from uh, Korea to Japan to every Like, there has never been a better time to be someone who makes anime or makes a movie overseas, at least in Asia. Mm-hmm. Like, there has been that renaissance behind it where it's more... Yeah, I don't know if it's easier, but it's more acceptable in the market. Like, it's not as much... People aren't as um, resistant. Yeah, well, resistant to subtitles. the American market is more open yeah. Yeah, than yeah, it yeah, used yeah. to be for a lot of different reasons. And that's a whole different podcast. But they're getting a lot I more don't get made fun of it for watching it like I did in middle school. Anymore. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that that Vine is so perfect where it's... Or it's not even a Vine. God, boomer energy. What's up? Right. Um... And I think it's a TikTok, and the kid like clicks the Google Translate like speaker, and it's like, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it? It's it's straight up. It was like, it's okay that you like anime, uh, or it's okay that the kids that used to make fun of you like anime now. They just didn't understand back then that you were so cool. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's like him crying, and it's yeah. sad music. It's such a good video. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like anime has become such a it went from being a niche topic to mm-hmm. people being like, you watch that shit? Like, what the fuck? To like, you could be like, hey, uh, watch two episodes of Demon Slayer. Get back to me. And people will be like, what the fuck is this show? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the kind of shit that, like, I would never think to ever be part of an animation, like, mm-hmm. show. Which is wild to me. Absolutely wild. Well, I think there's so much creativity in, like, the storylines of something like an anime that especially in the United States right now, we're seeing so many remakes, so many sequels, so many like follow the cookie cutter so that we can get people in the movie theaters to buy tickets, you know, like kind of thing. And anime has always not been that, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's always been like weird storylines, different characters. I think people are really starting to enjoy it and really Mm -hmm. appreciate it. It is funny to me though, that like, the exterior parts of anime Mm -hmm. what people used to be like you really watch that shit Mm -hmm. that is still around Mm -hmm. food wars for example which we're gonna make hannah watch and it's gonna be hilarious am i am i gonna hate it yes you will you will hate you will hate every second of it but that exists that has Mm -hmm. that has its own area Mm -hmm. where you get the old school feel of like Old school anime where there's over-sexualization and jokes and this. And it's not an overly mature subject matter. Mm-hmm. Where then you have the flip of the coin where it's like, Demon Slayer just came out. Overly, overly mature content. And mm-hmm. it's very much dark and grounded as much as it can be and all that kind of stuff. We just don't have the variety in animation in the United States. Mm-hmm. True. It, there just isn't. Most of it is child-oriented, you know, or, like, raunchy adult cartoons. You know what I mean? There's not as much of a middle ground, middle ground like, storytelling point of view where it's, like, it doesn't really matter where the story goes. It fits what it fits kind of thing. It's, like, I feel like the United States tries to categorize everything. Which is why, for me, the best American animation isn't... It, isn't even always the best American animation at all times. It's mm-hmm. Rick and Morty. 
But when Rick and Morty does the emotional episodes or mm-hmm. does the story building episodes, not the fuck off for, for 30 minutes or 25 minutes, whatever. It's, it's when they do human type episodes mm-hmm. where you get a look into what these characters actually are. That's peak. That's like when it's at its best. I mean, I think it also depends too. And it depends on what you're kind of, because I agree with the Rick and Morty, but then also, like, there's a lot of things that are kids because that's what they get the money from. Mm-hmm. But it's not all kids. I don't know if you guys have ever watched the entire series of Adventure Time, but mm-hmm. it has a huge through line. It deals with depression. It deals with a lot of really heavy shit that mm-hmm. if you're watching it for real Z watching it, you're like, mm-hmm. holy shit, this is an incredible show. There's a whole story arc on parental abandonment yeah. in, in yeah. Adventure Time. There and it's is. like, holy fuck. Adventure Time is one of my top American cartoons. Yeah. It's like one of my favorites. Well, and I feel like every year gets better and better. It's just really mm-hmm. letting those creators do what they want to do with yeah. it. Instead of being forced to do it a certain way to get the money, yeah. they're getting that creative freedom because the stories that are coming out of these studios now, like children's stories, not mm-hmm. children's stories, are just amazing yeah but i do feel like a lot of japanese anime has been doing that for a long time yeah where we haven't been so much which is why i'm very excited to see what miyazaki's gonna do in 2021 whenever he releases whatever it is because he's gonna have carte blanche he's for sure just gonna people are gonna be like here's all the money in the world do your thing do whatever you want to do that's gonna be amazing here's a check made to all the money on earth have fun all the money on earth (laughs) all the money i will give him my money yeah absolutely (laughs) So, I love talking about cartoons as a whole, but does anybody have any last thoughts about Castle in the Sky? Mm, I really liked it. I was surprised because I wasn't sure if I was going to, but I actually think I enjoyed it more um, than some of the other Miyazaki films I've seen, which I am a baby. I haven't seen hardly any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like this. I like this one. It's kind of a middle ground for me, though. Like, I don't absolutely love it, but... I would definitely watch it again. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I enjoy it, but it's not, like, one of my favorite movies. Um, but it also wasn't the first Miyazaki movie I watched or anything like that. Like, I had watched some of the other ones first, and so I just have a different view of it. But I like that we watched it close to the time that we watched Nausicaa. Yeah. Because I think they enhance each other a lot. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think so, so, too. For me, this is my fourth favorite, fifth favorite around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's always Spirited Away. And then Nasca, believe it or not, is my second favorite. Like it's based off the Star Wars vibes of it and all that kind of stuff. I, it very much um, scratches that Star Wars, Star Wars itch for me. So mm-hmm. it's Spirited Away, Nasca, Totoro, and then mm-hmm. this one, at least for me. Yeah. Hmm. I really like this one. I had seen this once a very long time ago, but I hadn't seen it as an adult again. Yeah. And so I did like it. I'm also glad we watched it near Nausicaa because those are – I used to watch Nausicaa a lot more as yeah. a kid. I've only seen this. This is the second time watching it. And I do like this. It's kind of the same. Also, I feel like this one is more – you know, it's just like a linear plot all the way through. So mm-hmm. I know we didn't, like, talk about this one as much as we usually do. We kind of talked about concepts at large. But I mm-hmm. feel like it just lends itself to that. It's like, yeah, here's the story. Here's exactly what happens done you know and you're like okay yeah yeah it's not super like confusing there aren't like several plots going on at the same yeah. time yeah yeah it's very uh, the one thing i do want to say is patsu would have gotten like concussed or broken his legs so many times in this movie the first thing he falls through the bricks yeah down underneath like off oh, a roof yeah, and then the, the bricks died thing was terrible. and then she died. landed directly on his face and he was like oh i'm fine no, that no. boy would have. Yeah, no, he died. JVB is just limber, right? <laughs> he died. Have you this seen James Vanderbeek? He is limber. This is boy. about a boy who is a ghost helping yeah. his friend. Yeah, because the brick thing, I did think that actually. Yeah, and yeah. then like, oh, so many other things. Or when he was like trying to climb in the window and he fell, he would have definitely at least sprained his sits bones for sure. At least he landed right on a coccyx, like mm. right on it. So, yeah. Uh, through this, I kept being like, well, Patsu's just... Patsu is Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> no joke. Uh, All right. Any other thoughts before I sign us out? That's it for me, dog. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for Castle in the Sky, Miyazaki's very, very, very first movie. It would be for Studio Ghibli. Yay! If you have comments, questions, concerns, suggestions, whatever, feel free to email us at naniwhat.podcast at gmail.com 
Or you can direct message us at nannywhat.podcast on Instagram. We love hearing from you guys, so we would enjoy that. Let's go find Lapido together! Or leave it up in the sky on a weird planet. I want to go to the space tree. Space Let's tree! Go to the space, space tree! tree. Elon tree. Musk, oh take wait. us to the space Didn't tree. Didn't we just watch a movie where they have a, they show a tree and like the little girl is next to it? What did we just watch? That's The Witcher. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Toss your coin to your witcher. <laughs> oh, Valley, oh, plenty. Oh, Valley, oh, plenty. We've been watching so many animes. Oh, so many animes. I'm like, witcher. they're all going in my head. Uh. The bard is the best part of The Witcher. <laughs> Witcher That's my final thought. Witcher is great. So maybe The Witcher, they're just really I talking about finding Lapida. Lapida and The Witcher. <laughs> we are Goodbye, really good podcast at getting listeners. off topic today. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Bye.